What's good? This DJ came in, and I want to give a shout out to Made Famous TV. Made Famous TV. Yo, yo, what's up? It's your girl Shamika, and you are now tuned into Made Famous TV. And right now, I'm sitting down with St. Louis's own DJ K Mean. What's good with you? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. My boy. A pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he seemed like he making a pretty good name for himself out here in these streets. Everybody like Tony. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been putting in that work. So um, I'm excited about interviewing a female DJ. Okay. <laughs> you know, know like an endangered species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let's start off talking about that. What's it like being, or let's go back. How'd you get into DJing? So um, I started out just like as a blogger, like a street teamer back when that was a thing, you know, putting up posters, handing mm-hmm. out flyers and stuff like that for labels. And I had always wanted to DJ, but I kind of was just something I kind of put kept putting off. But, you know, of course, I know a lot of DJs from doing that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. so I kind of, you know, was watching them. And one day I just said, I'm going to just actually do it. So then I kind of just bought like a cheap little controller and sort of started practicing on my own in the corner mm-hmm. or whatever. And then eventually I presented it to the world with like a mixtape where I was mostly a mixtape DJ. Of course, I do events and stuff too, but I was more of like a, a mix show. And I, well, I still am more of like a mix show. And when I used to do mixtapes, I don't really that much no more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mixtapes were really, really, really a big thing at one time. So do you, are you still open to putting out mixtapes now or is it kind of like more so a playlist thing now? Um, well, I, I have, you know, dabbled in a playlist thing, um, but I haven't been noticing that it seems like artists are trying to go back to like that more authentic sound. So I have been getting some inquiries the last few months. It's, it's strange you say that uh, two or three people have come to me about that. So probably in the next few weeks, it might be that. Okay, okay. So what's it like uh, working with artists being a DJ? Because it seems like now there's this thing where there's a battle between the DJ and the artist, like the artists feeling like they don't need the DJs and the DJs like, yo, you still need us. So what has been your experience? Well, because my primary like function in, in the industry and stuff is more of like administrative and behind the scenes, I never really had that battle because just DJing is my own, isn't my only skill. It isn't even my primary skill. I mm-hmm. mostly help artists from a more administrative and like brand managing and promotion side anyway. So okay. I was still always able to, you know, stay in tune and be really a liaison between the full-time only DJ to, mm-hmm. you know, the artists and kind of make it make sense for both of them. Gotcha. 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 So you said you started out doing street team stuff. Yeah. Um, But you're in, um, cause I know like once upon a time, like being on the street team was really popular here in Atlanta. I'm here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, but you were doing it on the scene in St. Louis. Yeah, um, I started doing street team in, I want to say 2006, mm-hmm. seven maybe. Uh, so, you know, that involved, you know, going to the club and taking the pictures of people holding the flyers or posters mm-hmm. or whatever, passing out mixtapes and CDs. I did that for probably like three years before the market kind of changed and people stopped paying for that for real. Gotcha. Um, from indie artists to major labels. I was, you know, interning initially under a certain company. And I started my own thing, you know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, of course, we are in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I can only imagine that that's changed the way that things are done from a DJ's perspective. Right. So how has being in this pandemic affected your workload or how, how you do things as a DJ? Well, again, most of my stuff is mostly like in my own space anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I do events, but I wasn't ever like the all day party every week. So it didn't really change my money, you know, because <laughs> I'm still able to do what I, because most of my stuff was done from my own space and my own time anyway. Mm-hmm. But I am not, because of the, the biggest shit, I guess you say, because when I was 
you know, doing my artist relation side, I can't really go to the club and work a song for real. Right. Before. But I mean, it gave me more time to take naps and, you know, yeah. <laughs> PlayStation is not as dusty as it used to be. <laughs> right, right, right. So you get, I think it's a good thing because a lot of DJs never had time to really like be by themselves or even really practice. A lot of them only mm-hmm. time they just DJ all the time. So they didn't have time to really listen to music or really become fans of music again. I think this is giving a lot of people time to appreciate the art again. Gotcha, gotcha. So would you say that the artist still needs to DJ or what would be your advice to an up and coming artist? I think it's the kind of music you make and what kind of artist you want to be. Some people, like, if you make a certain kind of music, it's not going to get played by DJ no matter how much people like it. It just don't fit in the scene. So right. it depends on what you're doing and what your goals are realistically. But mm-hmm. I think for, like, commercial music, mm-hmm. a lot of it helps when you are in rotation as far as jumping it off. And I think more than anything, it's about having a DJ relationship will put you in a better position to get booked for those shows outside because you know a lot of artists who probably didn't really go the radio route depend on them big festivals and stuff Mm -hmm. but the rappers who was with the djs and do them the club shows they still get shows you know gotcha because they have those relationships with those promoters who are more ground level and and djs who maybe are also promoters so that they can still do little shows in cities that are able to have you know events gotcha gotcha so you said you've been wanting to be a dj for a while so what made you pick djing like because you know the popular thing is to be like yo i want to (laughs) rap or even being a producer so what what lets you know that like yeah why djing i have i've written songs for other people and so like but i've never been like a personality it's never been my vibe so even like doing this interview is really outside of my box like like when he asked me i was like i mean the 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 real me is like no I don't want to do that but (laughs) but me trying to you know step outside my box and expand my my reach and all that stuff is something you have to you know adapt to but um I've always been like heavy in the music even as a kid you know choreographing Mm -hmm. you know performances of you know for my cousins and stuff like that it was just always my thing and then in high school I was you know the one downloading the songs and making the mix CDs for people so Mm -hmm. even before I was actually making mixtapes I was really you know making that still it just wasn't me mixing it um and so I just thought that, you know, the, being a DJ was a natural evolution. I tried making beats, but them little clicking them dots on fruit <laughs> didn't work for me. I don't, my, my patience don't extend that way. <laughs> I've been thinking about going back to it and maybe trying it, but I, mm-hmm. the, the amount of time it takes to put the beat and find the right sounds and it, it, yeah. it didn't work for me. <laughs> You'd probably be real good at it, though. Most DJs are good at, at producing. Yeah, it I, I so always you... said if I had like a real like drum machine, I probably could do it. But the little like at the time when I was 19, just clicking the little buttons. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I didn't have no money to buy no equipment. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. So yeah, maybe right, now yeah. that I'm grown, I could probably <laughs> maybe get a machine and I might could do it now. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you definitely, this don't seem like it's outside of your comfort zone. You definitely <laughs> seem like you got a personality, so don't sell no, yourself. I, I have short. a personality. I'm just not an in front of the camera kind gotcha. of Gotcha. Oh, I got you. Got you. Not really behind the scene. So um, who are some of your influences? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> I think um, I was more of a person who like observe everything mm-hmm. and not necessarily one particular person would, I would say, influence me. I was someone who like, even now, if I want to know something, I just, you know, actually look it and read it up, mm-hmm. read up on it. So I, I think it's just a collective of how the world was when I was coming up in, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And it was so much stuff happening with TV videos and stuff. I kind of mm-hmm. absorbed it all at the same time and was able to kind of take this and that from it. And I, I'm, I'm not like big on books, but I only read biographies. And so okay. that I could pick from people's story and it kind of applied to my own life. So I wouldn't say one particular person, but 
of course, you know, like my family and stuff like that have influenced me. Gotcha, gotcha. So books, what's your favorite biography? This is going to sound crazy. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know who Gina Oriem is? Enlighten me. <laughs> he is the, the basketball coach for the women's basketball program at the University of Connecticut. Oh, <laughs> so that, that was one of the first biographies I think I started reading years ago. I still have it. And so he was born in Italy originally. Mm-hmm. He moved to New Jersey or somewhere in America when he was a, like a kid. And so basketball taught him how to speak English and all these other things. And he basically pulled it up from being a coach at some small school to being mm-hmm. the biggest, you know, women's basketball coach in the world. Gotcha. Are you a hooper? Used to be a hooper. I was. I was. You see, I got on the WNBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, what's your favorite WNBA team? Um, favorite team, I guess, is technically um, the the Mercury because Diana Taurasi is the best player ever. Gotcha. But, oh. <laughs> but also the Sparks because I'm a Lakers fan, really. They don't have um, the Sparks. Just lost uh, yeah. Candace Parker. <laughs> she just went to Chicago, right? Yeah, she's crazy. Now I got to throw my jersey away. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it though. But it's yeah, a throwback like, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throwbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, Diana Taurasi is my favorite player. So. Oh yeah. Uh, she. she um, so I'm a Mercury fan. I, my brother lives in Phoenix, so I was able to go to a Phoenix game before. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I, um, going to those um, WNBA games sometimes or a lot of times they're more exciting than the NBA games because those women be competing. Yeah, and it's like a family environment. Kids. Yes. It's just less pressure. Yes, it's, it's, it's really way more family friendly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I gotta ask you since I got a female DJ up here, <laughs> this whole salt and pepper thing with DJ Spinderella, you it's, know, it's embarrassing actually. Is it really why you say that? I think that they, you know, their, their standpoints may be valid on saying that she is, it's, it's not salt and pepper, Spinderella, fine, but to the world, she is in salt and pepper, right? And I mean, I'm not, we no one thinks that she should get. It should be, you know, 30, 33, 33, 33, but maybe mm-hmm. it should be 40, 40, 20 or something, you know, like, right. So to, to cut her out of the whole thing is crazy because she is a, for the most part, the world has never known them without her. Mm-hmm. And even though she wasn't the original Spinderella, people knew that already. Right. You know that as far as when they pop, she was. Yeah. In the videos from the beginning. Yeah. She's always been a part. So I think it's really petty of them to leave her out. And, and I don't really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was kind of crazy, you know, just seeing both sides. I mean, I get that you have the salt and pepper brand, but yeah, like you got somebody that's kind of coming up with you, <laughs> you know. And, and she was just as much a part of the brand as anybody. She was mm-hmm. in the video. She, you even gave her lyrics on the song before, like, right? Why would she be rapping if she's not in the group? That's crazy. Yeah, dirty game. It's a dirty it game. Really is. I mean, <laughs> it's come out sometimes. You know, you got to trim the fat. And I get it, but that don't make it right. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. I feel you. Um, so you're part of. I was looking like you're part of quite a few, part of quite a few DJ coalitions. I got it up here on my screen because I see coalition DJs, addicted dopeness, twenty four K DJs, and X Squad DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. Um, coalition is the most recent one. Um, one of my boys, he um you know, it's been a part of the coalition ATL for a while, but he like does like a lot of their graphics and he wanted to bring a St. Louis branch. And we had been talking about it for a few years and we finally made it happen in the last like year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been with x for more than five years, I'd say. Okay. Uh, DeMille, well, we talked the other day, we talked regularly, even though I'm not like as active, but I think that's because 
of my distance from them since most of them are in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 24K, that's uh, run by my boy Pop Deuce, DJ Pop Deuce. He was a big mixtape DJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's from New York, but he lives in Miami. So we got okay. DJs from all over in there. Um, and then the last one, Addicted Dopeness, is like, it's not really a DJ crew so much as like a, a lifestyle brand in St. Louis. They mm-hmm. do, uh, we do like, of course, there are DJs that are members, but it's also um, like a marketing company. We have t-shirts and a lot of okay. other things, you know. So what's it, um, so a DJ coalition, what does it exactly mean to be part of a DJ coalition for anyone who just might not know like what what's your job or your role in 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 any coalition of djs i um i originally joined them because when i was making the transition from being you know just like a promo person to djing one it was a good way to you know meet other djs to expand what i was trying to do but also in order to you know promote the records i was trying to promote it's easier to be a dj speaking to djs in the same language mm-hmm. so it was a way for me to relate to djs on a personal level and not just be somebody say, hey, come play my record. But no, I'm, I'm doing this. Let me play your record too. And we could trade. And it was kind of right. like, you know, a way to pivot to, you know, keep everything going in a full circle. Gotcha. Gotcha. So any um any artists you got your eye on in the St. Louis area or anywhere else that you're trying to break their record? <laughs> yeah. Are you breaking records right now? I mean, I, I um I'm trying to. I um I technically own a management company uh, right. privately. <laughs> Okay. But um, I, I work with an artist named State. He is one of the more prominent artists in St. Louis. Um, and so I also have a gospel rapper I work with named Shauna General. Okay. Uh, I work with two producers. One is DT, one is named Rue. And so mm-hmm. we, you know, selling beats and stuff like that. But also just affiliation. One of the um, people that I picked as one of the probably ones to next break out of St. Louis. His name's MC Trey. Okay. Um, he's from U City. And uh, we just dropped a single together, my single, but he's a rapper on it called Step that we've been pushing for the last few weeks. I was just about to ask you about that. Were you going to get your DJ Khaled on? Were you <laughs> yeah, I, um, I did. Songs? Actually, I did an album in 2019. So this is the second time around. Yeah, I saw that. Album okay. called Chicken and Fries. So Trey was on that one, but we didn't le- release that song as a single. But now we're doing the second time around. And so this is the lead single for it. But I always like to say it's not Khaled. It's more DJ <laughs> Drama. <laughs> okay oh yeah 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 because Khaled, you know he take famous people and anybody can make a hit with people that's already famous drama spend more effort on you know unknown people and getting them going so right that's a better you know example right right okay yeah see give us our history because see we definitely we'd be quick to give other people the credit for something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drama make hits with people we never heard of you know he might put one famous person but then then you know squeeze somebody else in under them but right. Khaled, just people that's already gone so it ain't, it ain't hard to just put the money up Gotcha, gotcha. So um have there been any um what DJ would you like to if you had your choice that you would want to study under or just grab a lot of knowledge from? Study under. It probably would be somebody like um drama or maybe like more um someone like Angie Martinez, you know, she's uh, not like a DJ, still more of how she impact the culture from without you know ain't no real dirt on her name and she's yep. been doing it for all this time but she's been able to pivot through all kind of different facets of mm-hmm. the music industry but still stay genuine and, and still be respected 30 years later gotcha um i was thinking because i'd be hearing people say or some djs will say hey you ain't no real dj if you don't know how to scratch vinyl or <laughs> dj with vinyl um 
but you know we know technology evolves How, what's your stance on that do you feel like you got to go to vinyl router i have never learned to use vinyl ever and so when i first made the transition <laughs> i had a t-shirt that said I'm a button pusher because back then I got the old school DJs. You that we don't like them button pushers. Now all the old DJs, they all got controllers, they all button pushers, all of them. And so I always equated to being like a mathematician ain't gonna use an advocate. He got a calculator now. <laughs> That's it. Right. Why I want to make it harder on myself when I don't have to. And I'm not about to light a bunch of candles around the house if I don't have to, and I got a bunch right. of light switches. If I could just turn the switch on, why why would I do that? Well, I want to carry 30 pounds of crates when I could just carry this one 10 pound thing in my right. hard drive. It just don't make sense. And while I think I probably will, I mean, I have played around with, but I never like took the time to dedicate. I never bought no 1200s, mm -hmm. but I just think like, like I said, it just hasn't really been necessary for my situation. Gotcha. So on the outside looking in, um, I don't even think, I don't even think I've ever been to St. Louis, but on the outside looking in, um, you know, we look at different scenes and we assume who we think is the hottest from the scene. Like right. I remember I just saw where the game was saying that he's the hottest rapper or the best rapper out of Compton. Right. But outside looking in, a lot of people feel like it's Kendrick. But if you go mm -hmm. in Compton, some people might feel like it's the game. Right. So who's the hottest artist that ever came out of St. Louis? Like nationally came out? Um, yeah. The hardest like pin or you just mean like period? Oh, uh, best writer. Yeah, we'll we'll go with both. Who do you think is the best, the dopest lyricist, and then who you think is the best, the, the best artist that really put on for St. Louis? I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say Nelly because the numbers okay. are lying, you know. Right. So I can't really, but I one of my favorite like actual rappers was probably I don't know if you ever heard of her name Ebony Eyes. Uh, I think I've rapper. heard the name. Uh -huh. She had one like hit single. She never really came out of way, but I think she had one of the best pins as far as writers. In mm -hmm. the city, who actually had like a major deal and went went national. Gotcha, gotcha. Are, are, have you ever thought of, and maybe you have, but maybe putting together like a project or a song where it's just all female MCs or maybe a female MC? I did. Singers? Um, I had an all female song on the first project, Chicken and Fries. It's uh, more of like a twerk song though, but it's called Jump Back. Um, and I want to do like more of like a spitter one for this next project, but it's really hard to get female rappers to respond and to do the work. It's it's what? really sad to say, but it's really hard. Like. <laughs> They all like, I don't know if it's the, the ego, if it's a work ethic thing. I don't know, but it's like some of them like say, okay, I'm gonna do it, but then you never hear from again. Like I've I've been trying and it's it's harder than you would think. It's it's really crazy, really? actually. I really? really I make a valiant effort to include women because I believe in that. Right. But it, they don't make it easy. I you, if I'm being honest. You would think that because at one time it was really hard for female rappers, but I mm -hmm. guess because this is the season that female rappers are really popping right now, maybe there is an ego thing, but I would think they would want to spread the love. You would think, but I don't know. Even like I've my, one of my first mixtapes I did was all female before female rap was popping, but it mm -hmm. included people who was, you know, regional at the time. A lot of them, like it, it was Iggy before she popped. It had Dreezy on her before she popped mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people there. Cause I was, you know, I, I was invested in trying mm -hmm. to help that. But even then, I couldn't get emails back. I had to go and rip the songs off YouTube and stuff, you know, like. Wow. <laughs> and it hasn't really changed much, even though it's more spotlight on the female rapper. But I, I mean, I keep trying. Who do you think is the hottest female rapper to ever come out? Ever? Mm-hmm. Yikes, that's hard. Because the, the way female rap has changed so much. Oh, yeah. Well, who do you think is the hot? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of a given to say that we know Meg is doing her thing, right? Well, maybe you don't think that. 
Um, no, I think Meg, my, I think I've said like a few weeks ago on Facebook, uh, one of, I think the top or my favorite female rappers right now would probably be um, Cardi, Lotto, mm-hmm. uh, Meg, uh, what's a girl named Bia from Boston, mm-hmm. and um, Dreezy. Dreezy is dope. I think Dreezy is one of the best writers out here, male or female. I was checking. What was that project? Because she has a song I really like. That close to you record with T Pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is ridiculous. So she can really rap, but then she can do other types of songs too. Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't realize how dope she was. So I checked that project. I was and I was like, man, she's so she don't get the the attention yeah, that she, she should I get. Think she's probably like doing a lot of ghostwriting, okay, and that's why it's not as much pressure on it. Probably so. That's why that money is too. <laughs> <laughs> right for sure. So yeah, who she, she one of the best writers? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Who, who would you um, who would you like to see face off in a versus battle? As far as females are concerned, hmm. I mean, a lot of people have been trying to get that Kim and Foxy thing off. I, will they? I don't know, but really, that would definitely be interesting for the you know the, the vibes like to follow up with like how Jeezy and Gucci and stuff go because that's mm-hmm. real street beef and real oh, like yeah. rap beef too. Um, and while I was a kid during that time, I, was, I wasn't really outside during it. Right, right. And it's a book I read uh, that's basically about just the history of female rap. And they was talking about all the facets of that back then. And it went over like the Kim beef off of, it went off of like uh, the Roxanne Shantae beefs back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that would be interesting. Right now though, I guess you probably could put somebody like Meg and Cardi head to head because they probably got the same mm-hmm. amount of hits and they relevant and the views will be up because of who they are. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was thinking like Kim and Eve. People don't be saying Eve because she's non problematic. That's why. Oh yeah, yeah. People want to see, and I, I want to see the smoke too. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't no drama with Eve right now. I mean, we might could put like Eve and, and Trina or somebody together. They from the same era. Oh yeah, that would be nice. They they was uh popping in the same time, and mm. they they systems overlap a lot. That would be nice. Mm. Trina, somebody need to make it happen. Know. <laughs> they hear that on this. They hear that on this interview. That me and you know we're gonna be looking for our check. <laughs> sure, I, I need my uh, intellectual poverty. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, uh, what else? What you got coming up for the new year? Uh, so as I said, we got step out. Um, right. We were trying to plan the video. We've been having headaches with videographers in this area, but mm. working it out. Uh, hopefully within the next like two weeks, we'll have a shot. Um, I got a song that's already done. I got like an animated video for it because. The people on the song are not in St. Louis, so we can't really shoot a video. So I'm just mm-hmm. checking that. But it's a song called uh, Ice Hockey. Okay. Um, it's got a guy from Raleigh, North Carolina. His name mm-hmm. is Luca. And then I got uh, Don Tripp on it. And so I'm, I'm, I got that just in, the, in my pocket <laughs> for after that. But we're doing some things to step. I got the original version to step out. There's mm-hmm. a house mix version of it. There's okay. a bounce mix I just put out last week. And then I might have like a reggae version come out soon too. Gotcha. Got Ice Hockey. So I'm thinking about the ice. So it's is this like something? A, um, like a, a a player song, like more like pimping and. Gotcha. <laughs> it's it's uh, he said I skated like ice hockey on it. I want to hear that. Uh, Fuck your bitch, call me poppy. As <laughs> soon as she hop off top of me, I skated like ice hockey. You gotta send that to Tony as soon as you get that. To get I that. I'll send it for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, do you like uh, what kind of music do you like playing mostly? Do you or does it just not matter? You mean whatever? like in my mixes or like in my own time? 
uh, both in your mixes and in your own time. Because I know sometimes y'all mixes be different <laughs> from y'all regular hip Right, right, for sure. <laughs> um, my mixes is more like mainstream, but of course I try and keep the Indian included. But it's hard because my mix show is clean music only. And so it make it hard okay. to include because a lot of indie artists don't take the time to have it clean. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's more like mainstream, but I try and keep it is urban, but I might step, you know, dabble in some some Afro beats or some pop if the song, you know, meet the the vibe so it don't be too left field. But in my personal, I listen to, you know, all kind of things, everything. Gotcha. I'm really more like an R and B kind of person most of the time. Yep. But but I listen to all kind of things. Like some days I might just listen to, you know, rock songs all day. You know, oh. I got like a playlist that's like all songs that was like of the TRL era rock songs, so uh-huh. like eighty two and stuff like that. <laughs> so some days I just listen to that. It just kind of depends on. Sometimes you gotta take a step back from rap for a little while. Yeah, and retune your ears. So. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, trust me, I feel you on that. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's some been enough ratchetness for today. Day, you know? <laughs> yep, have to sit back. Kelly so, uh, is my favorite singer. So some days is that. Who is Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson. Oh, really? Yeah. So some days it's just that. <laughs> ah, hmm, that's interesting. You had a real diverse taste. Mm-hmm. See, you be learning stuff because I know I be seeing like DJs that play the hip hop and, you know, then when I find out that they're in all these other genres of music, I'm like, yo, whoa. <laughs> it's just a, right. always a surprise to me. So uh, what else do you want the folks know about know about DJ K-Mean? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm in St. Louis. I, I'm open and willing to work with anybody and everybody. If you got some records, send them. We can maybe work something out together. Yep. <laughs> I'm still working on a project, so I'm taking submissions all the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a finished song. You know, sometimes it's just like one verse on it, and I finish it with somebody else. Some songs we make from scratch. If you need mm-hmm. some beats, holler at me. I got two producers, like I said. Let's, let's work. Gotcha, and gotcha. I mean, on everything. Gotcha. DJ K-Mean on everything, my bad. At DJ K-Mean on everything. Instagram, right. Twitter, all the social medias and stuff everything. like that. Y'all hit her up. She's trying to work with y'all. Y'all running away. I'm talking about, I'm paying for the mixes, everything. All you got to do is send me the verse. Like, then when she pop off, like, really blow up. Like, then when you hear DJ came in everywhere, then when she curving y'all, y'all going to say she done got Hollywood and she's going to be like, no, I remember sending y'all that email. Where <laughs> <Here are laughs> you, you said you was going right. to send it tomorrow and it's been six months. Yeah, it's been tomorrow and turned into that was a long 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. It's been two next year, two years. Right, right. And then we in the middle of a pandemic. Y'all ain't got nothing to do. Right. You can buy you a little mic at the crib like I did. <laughs> they tripping. They tripping. It is what it is. Oh yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. You got a real um or woman. See, I need to stop getting into that everybody man, man, homie. Uh, I'm not one of them people that. Oh, okay. They <laughs> don't offend me. <laughs> I didn't even hear that you said man. So. Yeah, I always say man or oh, boy. I, you know, I try to it's get cool. out of saying that all the time. Yeah, I know some people is touchy with that, but that ain't me. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. But yeah, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. You got a real laid back demeanor um seem like you're real easy to talk to and real easy to work with so it's been a pleasure learning your story thank you for having me